Hi, I'm Adira. And I'm Miriam Sima. Thanks for joining us today on Torah Time. We love learning together and we're so excited to learn with you. Hey Adira, what do you think the best part of being Jewish for kids is? I think that like the holidays, like Sukkot and Hanukkah, I think if we put them together, that'd be really fun. Yeah, what would that look like? You'd like light the Hanukkah candles in the sukkah and you like eat too many in the sukkah. No, the fun thing about it is that they're two different, like they're two very different holidays. So if we put it together, it's sort of hard to imagine and also kind of fun. Don't you think the candles would blow out? Well, you put like tarps in your sukkah, so I think it would be fun. Yeah, maybe you're right. Adira, I love how creative you are. And that's what I love about kids. Let's see how important kids are in Parshat Mishpatim. Most of Parshat Mishpatim is a long list of halachot, laws, that God told Moshe to teach B'nai Israel. But the end of the Parsha goes back and retells a story we've already heard. The Torah does this sometimes. It goes back to old stories and gives us some more details. Har Sinai the Jewish people were about to receive the Torah. They were camped all around the mountain, getting ready. And soon, Moshe would go up the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights to receive the Torah. Before he went, Moshe did three things. First, he taught everyone some of the laws that God had already given him before they got to Har Sinai. Next, he wrote down the first part of the Torah. And finally, he made a Mizbeach, an altar. This was a big stone platform for korbanot, animals and objects given to God. Let's listen to what Moshe did next, the way it's written in the Torah. We're going to hear the words of the Torah now, just like you can hear them in shul. It's okay if you don't understand the words. Just close your eyes and listen. Unless you're walking your dog. Then watch where you step. Ready? We're starting in the middle of the seventh aliyah. Vayishlach et narei b'nei Yisrael Vayalu olot vayizbechu Zivachim shlamim ladonai parim Vayikach Moshe chatsi hadam Vayasem ba'aganot Vachatsi hadam zarak al hamizbeach Moshe sent some of the young people among the Israelites and they offered burnt offerings and sacrificed bulls as offerings of peace to Hashem, God. And Moshe took one part of the blood and put it in basins, and the other part of the blood he dashed against the Mizbeach. So Adira, what do you notice about these sukim? When you say dashed, I think of like paintbrush. I was thinking, oh, he could paint pictures with the blood. I wonder if he did that. Right, so what do you think is going on when Moshe's dashing blood against the Mizbeach? I don't know. And why young people? Right, why is it young people? Yeah, are you surprised that it's children who are preparing to receive the Torah here? Yeah, definitely super surprised. Do you have any ideas? Like, why do you think Moshe's asking kids to get involved and not grown-ups? Because the kids haven't done anything yet, and they probably feel left out or something. I would. I'd be like, hey, I 
want to do some of that stuff. But I don't want to be handling a courtroom. So you feel like kids are getting involved because in all these other times that we talk about people. They're not allowed to get involved. It's always like over 20. And so you think that Moshe wanted to give the kids a chance. I wonder about girls. Because like the Torah's pretty exclusive to the women. You wonder when it says Na'arim, young people, if that was talking about just boys or if it was also talking about girls. I don't really think of Na'arim as like young people. I think of it as children. So Dior, why do you think that Hashem asked Moshe to get the kids involved here? Why do you think that was so important? I don't know. I feel like they might have felt left out, but like, I feel like the Torah always has like a bigger reason. I wonder if any Midrashim say anything about this. Yeah, it's a great question. I don't actually know of any that do. We could go look in like a Midrash book. We definitely can, but also we can use our imaginations. What Midrashim do is they find little things in the Torah and do it. So I feel like if we looked back in the Pasuk, we might find something. So can you read it again? Moshe sent some of the kids among the Israelites, and they offered burnt offerings, and they sacrificed bulls as offerings of peace to Hashem, God. Um, if I were a parent, I would not have my four-year-old handling a knife with a bull. How did the parents agree to this? That's a great question. You're right. I don't think I would have Shia handling a knife for a bull either. Are you ready to do a little more? Close your eyes again and listen to the sounds and words of the Torah. Karat Adonai Imachahem Al Kol Hadvarim Then Moshe took the first part of the Torah that he'd already written down and read it aloud to the people. And they said, All that God has spoken, we will do and we will hear. Moshe took the blood and sprinkled it on the people and said, This is the blood of the covenant that God now makes with you about all of these things. So, Dara, what do you notice about those psukim? Um, well, I'm wondering how many times the Jews showered and how many runs in the laundry machine their clothes went through. You're wondering how many runs in the laundry because they had blood all over their clothes at the end of that? And how many times they showered. It's <laughs> a good point, right? Like stain people. And also they don't even have washing machines. That would take hours to hand wash. It's a really good point. It sounds super inconvenient, right? That's what you're saying, that it's so inconvenient for this whole nation to have all this blood sprinkled all over them. Yeah, what do you think it's about? Why do you think Moshe's doing all that sprinkling? And I wonder if yeah, that comes up. Right, that's a really good question. I mean, I wonder if when it says... Maybe, right, we will do and we will hear. I wonder if Moshe's kind of taking that as consent. Yeah, and afterwards, pitchforks and torches. <laughs> <laughs> consent, but not really consent. <laughs> yeah. So you think if you were there, you wouldn't have liked to have blood sprinkled all over? No, especially without my consent. Like, just because I will 
do what the Torah says. Torah doesn't say to have blood sprinkled on you when you hear the Torah. Like, <sighs> yeah. Why did he do that anyway? Yeah, why do you think? So Moshe said, this is the blood of the covenant that God now makes with you about all of these things. Covenant is breed. And we do best meals to keep that promise alive. So I guess that's why I took it as consent. So like, what do you think is so serious about blood? Like, um, it hurts to get it. So it like shows like you're really committed and like you don't want it to curse. Like it shows that you're really committed. Using blood shows that you're really committed. Yeah, like it, it shows this is real. So Adira, I was noticing that when in the first Pesuk that we heard, B'nai Israel say that they will do and they will hear or listen. Do you notice anything funny about the order of those words? Yeah, I learned this in school. It says we will do and then we will listen because they're saying, like, we won't be like, the other nations will do it. And if there's something that we don't like, we'll say no. Like, we believe they will give us stuff that is possible for us to do, even if it's hard. Like, we know that, you, that you're only going to give us stuff that are possible. So you're referring to Midrash where Hashem offers the Torah to all these nations, and each nation comes and says, well, what's in the Torah? not going to take something if I don't know what's in it. And each one of them rejects the Torah because they don't think that they can do some of the things that are in it. Yeah. So dear, like if someone asks you to do something, like let's say Aburima says to you, come here, I need you to do me a favor. What do you think your first response is? Well, I guess I'm just saying what, because I want to know what I like, what I'm like, it's not like I'm going to back out. Like, I want to know what he's asking me to do so I can do it. (laughs) Right. So you're pointing out something funny, right? Like, even though the Midrash makes a lot of sense, if you're actually asking someone to do a favor in that moment, they do actually need to know. Yeah, what the favor is. Before they can. Yeah, but like, they just ask me to take it. So they know what the favor is at that moment. The one thing I don't get is we will do and we will listen. Like, we will do the things that we have to do and then we listen. I've struggled with this for a while. But I think I finally came up with an answer. We will do it. Like, we will take it. Like, we will take it or we will build it or whatever. Because Asa has lots of different meanings. What are the same meanings again? Asa, it's made slash build. Make slash do slash build. Yeah. Like, make slash do. Or, like, it could mean, like, we will do the thing that you're asking us to do right now, which is like taking it, and then we will see what we have to do. And we, and it's not like we're going to back out. Right. So you're kind of saying that NASA is like, we will accept this. Yeah. And then we'll learn about it. Because like, it's not like you can do something before you hear what it is. And dear, I learned so much studying with you today. And we can talk about it more with our family over Shabbat. What do you think we should ask everyone at our Shabbat table? I think we should ask them what they think the order of the Nasa Vanishma, what they think the order should be. How about you, listening at home? Did you hear something today that you'd like to talk about more with your family? Maybe you could try asking them, what do you think the order of Nasa Vanishma, we will do and we will hear, should be? Thank you so much for being part of our Torah time. Join us next week for Parashat Truma. 
Until next story time. Hey, Adira, what did the little goat say when she was caught being very silly? I don't know. Sorry, it was nothing serious. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> kidding. Because a baby goat is a kid. <laughs> <laughs>